Competition is inescapable. It's just a fact of life. And especially for medical practices, local competition can be fierce. Oftentimes, local competition is a zero-sum game. A patient that chooses a rival practice over yours is a patient that you'll never get. But what if you want to beat other practices in your market and attract more patients to your practice? In this episode of the Medical Marketing Podcast, we'll show you some tangible tactics you can take to improve your SEO, beat out local competitors, and attract more patients to your practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Medical Marketing Podcast, the show where we give you actionable tips and advice on how to improve your practice marketing, grow revenue, and take patient experience to the next level. I'm your host, Crawford Ifland, and today we're going to talk about local competition and how you can use a few simple SEO tactics to provide users and Google alike with a better experience designed to win you more patients. Let's dive in. Before we begin, it's important to note that SEO is made up of what we call on-page and off-page SEO. The primary way to rank higher in search engines is to build off-page signals, like backlinks and mentions of your business around the web. But off-page signals come after on-page work. Think about on-page experience as the foundation of your online presence. If you don't have a good foundation on your website, then off-page work that you do, it's not going to matter as much. Even if you rank highly for valuable keywords, if someone lands on your website and doesn't convert by booking an appointment because your website's hard to use or not very intuitive, that's all been a waste. Even if you have great authority around the web, If Google lands on your website and has problems crawling it and indexing your content because your website's code is a mess, they'll move on and your competitors are going to rank higher than you. So in this episode, we'll primarily focus on user experience and other on-page metrics so that when you begin building links and mentions around the web, Google and patients alike have a good experience on your website. Tactic one competitor analysis. The first step in beating your competition is to define who the competition actually is. Now, you probably think you know who your competition is, but do Google's results agree? To complete this step, you'll want to come up with a list of keywords that you'd like to rank for, ideally 10 or 15. Next, simply type them into Google and make note of which competitors consistently come up and how their websites rank against yours. Once you've done this and have found commonalities among your competition, do a quick spot check for each of their sites. Google wants to surface content that's useful to people who are searching, so try to answer the following questions as objectively as you can. What features do your competitors' sites have that yours doesn't? How do their sites perform on mobile? And how does yours perform on mobile? Who offers the best information on conditions or treatment options? Who offers the most convenient ways to schedule appointment or take the next step? 
Doing this exercise will help you understand your competition better and identify areas where you can improve your site's content and structure to provide patients with a better experience. Next up, the on-page audit. The on-page audit. This is where it starts to get technical. Once you have your competitor's sites in hand, use an on-page audit tool to see beneath the surface and uncover what's really going on. There are lots of great tools out there to do an on-page SEO audit, but our two favorites are Ahrefs and SEMrush. Both of them have pretty generous, inexpensive plans that allow you to audit the competition, so it's a great investment. Now, you might be limited in terms of what you can uncover on competitors' websites because you don't have full access to the back end of their website, but try to get as much information as you can. We don't need to get too into the weeds here. Even just a high-level overview can be useful. Once you've actually performed the audits with these tools, compare your competition to your website. The goal here is to identify tangible ways that you can improve the code and structure of your website to give Google's crawlers a better experience. Most of the recommendations these tools uncover won't ever be noticed by humans since they happen on the code level of your website, but that doesn't mean that they're not useful. Google cares a lot about things like how quickly a website loads and how good of an experience it provides to its end users. Remember, part of the on-page experience is for humans, but part of it is for robots. If you don't give humans valuable, relevant, easy-to-find content, they'll leave and never become a patient. Conversely, you can build all the backlinks you want, but if you don't give Google a good experience when it tries to crawl and index your website, they're not going to rank you highly. Audits can uncover a lot of things, but here are just a few things to consider. How fast do your pages load? How does your website look and function, especially on mobile devices? Are there any 404 errors or broken links? Are there any unnecessary redirections that make Google jump through more hoops than is actually necessary? And do your pages implement SEO best practices, such as schema markup, no thin content, descriptions for images, and other items like that? Once you have an overview of how your site compares to your competitors, do everything you can to improve that on-page experience, both for humans and computers alike. And of course, if you need any help running an audit, understanding your results, or implementing any of those recommended changes, please don't hesitate to reach out to our team at info at messenger.md. We'd be happy to help. Finally, the third tactic to improve your SEO Conduct user testing. In the last section, we spoke about optimizing your site for computers, but humans are an important element of SEO as well. After all, it's real people who enter your practice and drive revenue that keeps the doors open. When it comes to understanding and improving your website, there's no substitute for user testing. There are a few ways to do this. If you have an email list with patients on it, consider sending a survey out to patients asking for their feedback on your website. Ask questions like this. What do you think about our website? What do you dislike? 
what do you like about our website? Let's say you were researching such and such condition. How would you go about finding information on that condition on our website? How likely are you to recommend the practice to a friend based on the appearance and usability of our website alone? Explain how you might use our website to schedule an appointment. Let's say you want to contact the practice. Explain how you would do that and where you would look. Aside from past patients, it's also valuable to conduct paid user testing to get the unbiased opinions of people who have no prior relationship to your practice at all. There are many useful services that conduct paid user testing on your behalf, but our two favorites are user testing and PickFoo. Both of these services get real people to evaluate your website and answer common questions. By investing some money into paid user testing, you can get the unbiased insights of real people that can help you identify blind spots and help you build a better, more useful website. Now that you have a better idea of who your competition is, your site's technical flaws, and how real users feel about your website, you can work to improve each area. Now, while these improvements might not lead to an immediate change in rankings, it's important to take the long view here. Google and patients will definitely reward your practice over the long run with better rankings and more revenue when you provide them with a better experience. Improving your website's usability for both humans and bots alike is a relatively easy, high-leverage investment you can make that will pay dividends for quite some time. And when you think about it, this makes sense. I mean, some things are never going to change. Patients are always going to want a website that's easy to use, loads quickly, and provides useful content and convenient ways to take that next step. And Google is always going to want a website that has clean code, is easy to crawl, and provides real people with useful information in a way that conforms to SEO best practices. If you can do the research and the work to improve your site, you'll be poised to rank higher, attract more patients, and build that practice that you've always dreamed of. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Medical Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And if you like the show, let us know by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll have a link in the show notes. Next week, we'll take a deeper dive into advertising on Google as a medical professional by taking a look at some of Google's ad policies. We'll explore things like what you can and can't say in your advertisements, some of the limitations and restrictions that Google places on healthcare practices, and common reasons for ad disapprovals. If you've ever run into problems advertising your practice online, this episode is going to be really valuable, so you won't want to miss it. And as always, if you want more practice marketing resources, check out our website at www.messenger.md. We're always sharing helpful tips and know-how to help you improve your practice marketing, grow revenue, and take patient experience to the next level. That's all for today's episode. I'm Crawford Ifland. See you next time.